everybody. Welcome to episode 183 of the Bite Me podcast. I am Cliff Johnson. I am joined today by Dylan, who is making envelopes. Homemade envelope. Woo! It's a very important... The Walloping Walrus is here. Maybe what you should think of instead of you're making homemade envelopes, Dylan, is you are involved in quarantine crafting. Is that a thing? I guarantee you that if you go to probably instagram right now and looked up hashtag quarantine crafting that you would pull back 150 million that is a good looking envelope it's actually dude. gonna it's actually going really well i think covid crafting is better oh, oh covid crafting's better yeah oh well uh and those lovely the dulcet tones dulcet tones of colby say Dulce. all right today we are going to talk about um Bethesda has a season pass coming out. Anthem is overhauling everything. And uh, I think I just want to talk a little bit there about just, is this a good thing or should companies just give up eventually? Uh, We're also going to talk about PUBG, some of the new stuff it's doing. The Epic Game Store has some new features. Uh, So you guys have heard of THQ Nordic, right? Yeah, yeah. They changed their name to Embracer Group, and you are going to be Why? absolutely, I don't know. <laughs> Did they release this through 8chan? Or... Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, yeah, no, they have a lot of stuff in development. Like, you are going to be shocked at how much stuff they have in development. And, like, the IP that they own now is, like, a lot. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. they own, like, every AA studio in the world now, I think. Yeah. So... Uh, you can uh, play two thirds of the new Mafia remastered. We talked a little bit about that last week. We're going to talk a little bit more about it this week. Um, have you ever wanted a handheld gaming PC? And by that, I mean a laptop that's small enough for you to hold that has a controller built into it. No, no, I had not either, but you will be shocked to find out how many people have. You should go click that link and look at that thing. It's good. Uh, and let's see, not finally. Uh, penultimately, uh, Steam is going to help you decide what you should play next. And finally, the award, award, the award for the worst business model in games has been created. I don't think that that's something that anyone wanted to win an award from, but the Culling 2 is going to win it. I guarantee you. Uh, plus, we've got questions from Vinny, Kim Cruz, Mr. Polite, Pancho, Panda. Are pandas are, are they marsupials? They're not, right? I think they're mammals. They're bears. They're not, not bears. They're are they? They're neither of those things, are they? I don't know if they're actually bears. They're not. That's a good question, though. If they're marsupials, I think they're just. Wait, I'm thinking pandas or the black and white ones. Koala bears are not bears. Yeah, no. they are marsupials, but... and they are marsupials. But bear. I don't anyway, know are pandas are not marsupials. And I think they're, and they are not, and are they bears? I don't know. I don't either. Anyway, Poncho Panda, who is just Eddie, has a question for us about. (laughs) They are considered true bears. They are part of the family Ursidae, which means you're a bear. (laughs) Sounds like that's big Latin. (laughs) Directly translated means you're a bear. Uh, And then finally, we have two (laughs) questions from Princess Megan, who doesn't make us question things about bears. Uh, Got a bunch of cheap, free games from Epic Game Store, Game Pass, Steam, some Nintendo stuff that I don't think anyone cares about. And Uplay, if you act right now, the Uplay stuff. First off, Dylan did not play any games this week. Dylan's always playing some sort of game. 
but I'm trying to think what I did. You play I, some Animal Crossing? No, did you cross any not. animals? The last week, I don't know what happened. He crossed um, some animals, I, but not in the I game. did play more Fury Unleashed. Yeah, um, how's that? I did not get much farther. Fury Unleashed. I feel like no. I'm getting a little better at it. Remind me what that game it's is again. It's the I... roguelite comic book. Yeah. Contra-like. Cool. Um, yeah, doodad. But not much further. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. You can play some games this week, Dylan. It'll make your days feel better, I promise. Okay. I've been doing things. It's just not games. Uh, things so. are good. I'm a fan of things. Do you want to talk about any of your things? Um, no. You can't talk about black envelopes. <laughs> we did that. How are your onions growing? The onions are huge. Nice. Like, massive. Crazy massive. That's good. I also replotted some tomato plants. Very nice. Um, my real life Animal Crossing is going well. Do you have peppers yet? I do have one pepper plant I think got hit by some wind or rain though and kind of broke so i'm a little upset i'm gonna get some more peppers though peppers that's good um i transplanted my um green onions from living in an old yogurt container into living in dirt so i've got some some green onion plants now i don't know why it's just a thing i do now so (laughs) it's good call what are you playing i know what you're playing god you only please continue do you want to do you want to discuss what you're playing and then we can kind of um, yeah, we can segue. talk about we can talk about yeah, we'll talk about me. Um so I started playing I, I finished playing Kingdom Hearts three. Did we talk about that last week? I do not remember. Last week yes. is last week's podcast and week was such a blur. Yeah, I beat Kingdom Hearts three. It was adequate. Um if I didn't say that last week, it's still adequate in retrospect. So whatever. Um I started playing Mass Effect Andromeda, which Dylan's Dylan's envelope is amazing. I wish this was a video podcast so you could see what an amazing envelope Dylan has created. Are you just creating one envelope? Yes. Nice. Because I just needed one. Worth buying 20. At some point in the future, will you be able to tell us what that envelope is for? Yes. There's a reason I'm not telling you is because I'll actually show you at some point, but probably next week. I just need to know, like, it's, it's, we're entering, like, Seven ter- ter- territory now, yeah. you know. What's it? Nope. The... <laughs> anyway, I started playing Mass Effect Andromeda. Came like that game came out what now? Probably two years ago. Um, than that. Yeah, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen is what I'm thinking. Colby will look it up for us and tell us. Um, you know, at some point in time, like I probably am going to, unless this game just goes really 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 sideways this game is fun like i'm really enjoying it and i don't i know that mass effect had a lot of expectations i know it had a lot of history i know that there are people that love that series and love very specific things about that series but andromeda's good like it's a fun sci-fi space shooter it I kind of wonder if they just called it Andromeda instead of calling it Mass Effect Andromeda, if that game would have been more successful. Because to be frank, it doesn't have anything to do with the series before it, besides they're set in the same universe. I think it's set 600, 700 years in the future. Um, You play the part of essentially a colonist who got on a giant spaceship with thousands of other people to go look for kind of golden worlds, worlds that could be settable, settable, uh, that folks could live on 
And through a, a series of events at the very, very first of that game, your dad, who was the pathfinder, which means that he was the person that was going to like guide the settlement of these worlds, gets killed. And uh, you take over his role. And then a lot of that game is just about like discovery and exploring places. It's like a really good mix of like <sighs> Mass Effect and Fallout, where you're you're dealing in some kind of weird spaces and alien technology and you've got this cool like computer in your brain that talks to you and there's like part of the game is yeah you know fighting bad alien people but part of it is like trying to start a colony and so you do a lot of like just setting up stuff that will help get rid of radiation in a city and I'm I'm really enjoying it and like I said I'm not it's a I'm going to say it's probably going to take me somewhere between like 30 and 45 hours to beat because it's one of those games that has like a, if you rush through it, you can get it done in like 20 hours. But if you spend, you know, you do every side quest, it's going to take you 60. And I usually fall kind of in the middle there somewhere. But I'm probably five, six, seven hours into it. And I'm just having a really good time with it. And so I, I don't know if it was a game that just got kind of, it had those bad early reviews that the animations were really bad. And obviously I'm playing a version of it now that's been patched, although not patched a lot from what I remember. Like I know they did some work on it, but it wasn't like they did three years worth of patching on that game. It was like they did what they could and then said, Hey, this game's never going to sell anything, throw it on EA access and call it good. Um, and it's not perfect. Like, I mean, I sent Colby a screenshot the other day of a, a, character who was I don't know like if, if you think about modeling a character that's going to go in a video game you probably say you know I've got kind of like a sketch of him and then we kind of rough blocked him out and then we kind of finish that and then you know there'll be the final pass where we really make sure of things like that both his eyes look in the same direction and that kind of stuff and they, they might have kind of skipped that final step. Like he was a little bit wall-eyed, like a little bit saggy. It wasn't perfect. But it also it was a dude that I said two sentences to, and I just don't know if I care. Um, the only really like recurring problem in this game is I, I think one, literally every single character in that game, like from a, a what their body is shaped like standpoint, looks identical. It was like they just took a bunch of Barbie dolls and like switched out the heads. Like everyone has almost the exact same body shape, which is kind of strange. Um, but also like the main character, um, you have a choice when you start this game to either play as a brother or a sister. And I'm playing as the sister and she looks just like constantly either kind of high. Like she's, she's just like, you, you could expect if you said, you know, like, Hey, how you doing? She'd just be like, Hey man, how are you doing? I'm great. She she always just looks kind of like she's got like a little bit of a smile regardless of um, what's going on or where she is. And then the rest of the time, she just looks like she might be just a little bit sleepy, which is weird. So she's, she's not great, but she's fine. Like the game, it's fine. I'm having fun with it so far. So, I mean, I am enjoying Mass Effect Andromeda way more than I enjoyed Kingdom Hearts 3. And... <sighs> I'm probably going like, why is this so broken a lot less than I did when playing uh, Final Fantasy 15? So I don't know. Maybe Mass Effect Andromeda is a game you should give another try to because you can probably pick it up for like $4 now if you don't have EA access and it's it's fun. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to keep playing it and we'll, we'll go from there. 
Does it mostly feel the same as the other ones? Absolutely. Absolutely. See, to me, like, sure, Mass Effect has a strong story. I I can't imagine not having an enjoyable time playing a Mass Effect game. Like, yeah. to me, playing it was actually a lot of fun. Like, yeah. I liked the over-the-shoulder third-person kind of light RPG style game and to me like whether or not it has a good story or not who's to say like I don't I haven't played it I don't know if this one's preferable or if it's stinky compared to the other ones or like I'm still gonna have fun playing it I can't imagine it being awful and like bad animations sure they can suck but is it that huge of a turnoff? I don't Absolutely know. not. I guess I'm just I'm just not the person that's gonna would care enough. Like, yeah, I would have played it day one and been fine with it. Yeah, like I'm sure. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like the the guns are fun, the combat's fun. I have a like one thing I will say that is definitely in this game's corner is that first of all it has you know how games usually have like easy, medium, difficult, hard, whatever. Um, this one has that like hey I just want the narrative like. I shoot things, they die. I shoot close to things, they die. It's it's not like the combat's not challenging, and that's exactly what I want in a game that I don't want to spend seventy hours in. Um, the story's great. Um, the story's actually really interesting so far. Um, like Final Fantasy fifteen and Kingdom Hearts, I spent most of the cutscenes just like, hey, a cutscene started. Put down my controller, pick up my cell phone, scroll through Twitter because I just didn't care. They weren't interesting and they they were really cryptic. And this is a very just good, straightforward sci-fi story. And unlike both those games, you make decisions about how conversations are going. So you can't just put down your controller because people are going to ask you questions and you're going to have to respond to them, um, which is which is kind of nice. So yeah, I don't. It, it plays like a Mass Effect game to me, and I I don't. Maybe I'm just not as picky as some people, or maybe some people are overly picky, but I'm having a lot of fun with it, so I don't know. I mean, I guess the bar was high. So, I mean, I I, I would get if something falls short, you're going to be like, you know, this wasn't as good. But I mean, I guess other people, people are like, it's still Mass Effect, and that's inherently at a certain level, right? Like I, like I said, I wonder I wonder two things. I think wonder, I wonder... First of all, if this game had just been called Andromeda and it was just a sci-fi story that had nothing to do with Mass Effect, if it would have been better. But I also wonder if Mass Effect 3 hadn't had all of the problems that Mass Effect 3 had. You know, like Mass Effect 2, I think, probably. Would, would you say it's fair to say that Mass Effect 2 is probably the, the best received in that series? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Mass Effect 3 came out and people had all sorts of problems with the endings. And then like, I don't want to say the developers caved, but you know, say what you will. The developers made a decision to quote unquote, fix the ending in DLC. And so I wonder if Mass Effect Andromeda was kind of the, the second chance for the Mass Effect series. Like, I wonder if it was a, Hey, you guys really screwed up three, but I'm really, I'm willing to give you another try. And then people were really looking for a reason for it to fail too. I don't know. I, I think it's also another game that was harmed by, like, as much as I love EA Access's play all of our new games for 10 hours for free, I think that it's really been harmful to a lot of their games. Um, like, I think it was a lot of the recent Mass Effect Andromeda had a bad first impression. I think it's also a reason that Anthem had a bad first impression. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, Cole, do you want to talk about The Hunt, Call of the, the Wild? The Hunt. 
so I played this game with Colby for say four hours. Um, I shot uh, two rabbits and two deer and spent a lot of time wandering in the woods, um, seeing animals a long way off and not being able to kill them. I shot a moose and tracked it four miles and then it disappeared like a ginormous ghost. Um, it's a big ghost. Colby's put you, you 60 hours into this game. <laughs> I've only put like, I don't know, 48-ish. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. My hyperbole was hyperbolic. So Hyperbolous? Tell me what you love about this game, Cole. I don't know. I, See, I, and that's a problem. I literally don't know. I love wandering around and shooting deer and moose and rabbits and elk and that's it. It's so weird. The game's gorgeous. Yeah. Like I was really? I I was kind of shot. Well, I mean, like Colby's like, you better download it. I'm like, why? He's like, cause it's 50 gigs. I'm like, why is a hunting game 50 gigs? And it's beautiful. It, it's one of those games that if you could play it in VR, which honestly would, I mean, if VR movement worked, if, if they, if VR existed in a way where you could actually walk without vomiting, um, that game would be, the game to play in VR because it, it feels like you're walking through a forest. Like it, it, I think where we were playing was supposed to be set here, right? Call. Yeah. Somewhere in the Pacific, Pacific Northwest. Northwest. Yeah. Um, but it actually reminded me a lot more of the mountains in Utah because it's not as densely forested. I don't think. And there's a lot of kind of plain areas like big open grassy. I feel fields. like it's supposed to be like, kind of like Canada like that, yeah. you know, higher up Pacific Northwest because there's like huge mountains that yeah. don't necessarily feel like you. So maybe even more north. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's probably just a fictional yeah. like, that game's who makes that? Do you know? Avalanche. Yeah. So it's not even made by a company that's in this country. So it, it very well could be a, like we saw some pictures of yeah. the Pacific well, Northwest and we made a game. There's also so. like, Eight different places you can hunt in that game. How um, many of those DLCs have you purchased, Colby? I haven't yet because I've only been playing the Pacific Northwest. And pretty soon I'm going to go to the other hunting area because I kind of want to see what that is. And if I'm still playing the game after that, I'm going to pick up one of the either the swamp one or the like safari one. Oh, so shoot will you be able to elephants? Yeah, like do you shoot different things? In oh different... yeah, uh, yeah. Like I mean. There's, like, one that's in Russia where you can, like, hunt, I don't know, Siberian tigers or something. Oh, I thought you meant just, like, political prisoners. No, no. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've only, I've, I've bought one DLC, and it's just the uh, the duck DLC. And uh, that was just, it was, like, three bucks, and that just gives you different shotguns and, like, duck, like, decoys. Because I, I was reading, I'm like, what's the best way to get money? Because you need a lot of money in that game. Like you the do. Ne the next gun I want is like $36,000 like, in that game. Um, and like every deer or moose you shoot is like, I don't know, a grand maybe. It's yeah. like 700 bucks. And I'm like, how's the best way to get you know money? And they're like, ducks. That's where it's at. You just like put down some duck decoys, wait a second, ducks fly in shotgun them all and rinse repeat and i'm like oh okay and so i bought the dlc because it was like again three bucks and uh set out all the decoys and i don't know i've, I've killed four ducks so far i don't know <laughs> like 
They just they just don't care. Don't want to come and get shotgunned. It's uh, amazing. I think is how you were gonna finish that sentence. It's real weird. I like. I think the thing is, is it was kind of an like I said. I played for probably four hours, three and a half hours. It was a very strange experience because we like loaded into the game, and Colby's like, "Oh, I see some deer over here." I'm like, "Oh, I see some deer over here," and we kind of split off. And I shot a deer and killed it first shot like. 15 minutes into the game, maybe 10 minutes into the game. Like Colby gave me a brief introduction on like, here's how the game works. And I got a deer. And then like, I got, I think a rabbit and then almost immediately got another deer and then got another rabbit and then spent the next like two and a half hours, just like wandering Uh aimlessly looking for anything else. that was even alive. Like I'd see an animal like dart between brush 200 yards away and that was how I spent the next, like, two and a half hours. So. I have found that in that game, like, actually, like, tracking animals and trying to find them is not the way to go. It's just yeah. basically, like, kind of, wa- like, there's been times where I've just wandered into areas and I'm like, w- where, is this where all the animals are? Um, <laughs> I was looking for, I don't know a moose and I wandered into a place. I'm like, there is literally probably 20 elk and I shot one and the elk ran, but they only ran like, I don't know, 60 feet. And they're like, yeah, it's probably safe here. And I shot another <laughs> one and they like ran around to the other side of the lake. Like, ah, I think we're safe here. I'm like, guys, this is not going well for you. But then, yeah, you like, you'll, okay, I need this moose. Are there any moose in this damn game? And so, you know, you just fast travel to somewhere else and, you know, just do stuff there. I don't know. I will say I shot two moose at, like, to me, what is, like, point blank moose range. So the problem is, is that you were using the, like, the, it it was not a high enough caliber to, like, really take down moose. And you were using the wrong bullets. Um, You can kill moose that way, but it's a lot easier with the because I've got like a slightly higher caliber one and then I switch to the the uh like polymer tip bullets and so they go through they actually like penetrate so like you hit a lung you probably hit the other lung too and the moose like I've shot moose where I'm like oh it it didn't even run it just dropped and I I mean don't get me wrong like you shoot a moose it's it's gonna probably die with you know because the gun you're using was essentially like a 308. It, it yeah. it's gonna go through a moose. But I shot two moose from like 15 feet away, uh-huh. and they like get up and run away. They're like it's mildly wounded. I'm like, okay, sure, lots of fur, lots of muscle, sure. Yeah, <laughs> but... I know. I, I've had that same problem where I'm like, I know I nailed that thing like straight through its lung, and it. Well, I sent you the picture of the, like, yeah. it shows you, like, at the end, like, where you shot the, you know, the deer or the moose or whatever, and I shot one through the spine. <laughs> like, it literally just took out its entire spine in its neck area. I'm like, how did this thing run 70 yards after galloped that? Away. Like, <laughs> like, that's not how medical things work. Like, you can't really run away without a spine. I'll be honest, like, I think, especially considering, like, the reload speed on most of those guns. I think I like the thing I would like to see changed in that game is if they could do the um sniper three, sniper four, like bullet cam uh-huh. because I like and I want to be able to replay that for every shot I take. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> like I, I, my one thing that I would love to see in that game is at the end after you've killed the animal and like harvested it, it will show you you know where yeah. you shot it. I want to be able to say like okay. I can't, this thing is, you know, I missed it or winged it or whatever. I want to be able to see that screen yep. because I don't know how many times I'm like, no, 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 no. I shot that thing. There's a deer that I shot straight in its head. <laughs> I'm like, man, eh, whatever. And it like got up and ran off. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. What just happened here? And the I first moose I it. shot, the moose was laying down. It wasn't even moving. <laughs> like, and I like just ran across it. It wasn't, I wasn't hunting it. I wasn't stalking it. It was just like, I stepped into a clearing and the moose was like, hello, sir. How are you? And I'm like, good, bam. And <laughs> then it got up and ran away. I'm like, I mean, okay, but whatever. It's, it's a game. It's on game pass. If, if it's, if, any of the things that we've described sound interesting to you. You could go play this game for free right now. I put like 48 hours into it, and I think I started playing it last week. I've put four, and I'm done. <laughs> but it's okay. It is multiplayer, too, mm-hmm. and the multiplayer is real weird because it, it just essentially gives you a giant shared environment like you can hunt together, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or, But, I mean, like, Colby and I didn't, like, we'd run across each other every once in a while, but it wasn't like we were hunting together. I mean... But you could, I guess. I don't. Do you think you could like? Could you do it like Wildlands, where like okay, three, <laughs> two. two, one, and then we dual shoot the same deer? Uh, you can actually. There's like challenges you can do. Um, in the the multiplayer, I just didn't figure that really do. I was the not challenges. up for the challenge. Yeah. No. It's weird. Well, All right, how's uh, Ocarina of Time? It's it's Ocarina of Time ish. The, the sure. 3DS. When was the 3DS made? Uh, hmm. I, I was trying to. I was going to look that up. Ten years ago, maybe. Was it? Was it? That? I don't so know. The I'm, problem with the 3DS is Yeah. Oh, so, it's pretty good. So, at that point in time, like, I mean, we've had dual sticks on controllers since the PS1, Xbox days. Mm-mm, yeah. Yeah. PS2, sure. Well, the PS1 had dual controls. Dual analogs? Yeah. I don't think so. Maybe? I don't know. Either way. Whatever, Like, the Xbox... So, since 2003, or 2001-2, there have been dual things. Why does the 3DS not have that? Yeah. Like, I'm playing Ocarina of Time, and I'm like, this is a 3D game, where if you just added a second thumbstick... This game would be amazing because you can uh-huh. move, and instead it's you've got to do like the it's on the 3ds. It's the Z targeting. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, or no, it's the L targeting. It was the Z targeting on the uh, Nintendo 64. It's like just put in another one of those stupid little thumb things that's on the 3ds, and yeah. I mean, it like how many games could you just not have on the 3ds because there's no 360 degrees in yeah. game. Um, and again, it's desi- like, I don't really want to hold a rectangular thing that has a flip up thing that makes it so it's all not, you know, it's top heavy and it's yeah. holding it while you're like laying in bed is a pain in the ass. And so you have to be sitting down and I mean, it's good. It's, it's Ocarina of Time. Sure. I beat another like dungeon area. Nice. I'm, not, I'm not putting a ton of time into it. I'm just kind of playing it whenever, but sure. mostly because I'm hunting. Guy's got to hunt. So here's the weird answer to the 
PS1 controller question. Mm -hmm. So I think the reason that the DualShock exists as like a named controller... Is it because it had... Yeah, originally the PlayStation controller had zero analog sticks. It was a D-pad and four buttons. And then they released the DualShock uh, as like an add-on controller for that system. There was a dual analog controller before the DualShock. Oh, really? Yeah. It lasted between 97 and 98. Interesting. And then the DualShock came out after that. For the PS1. For the PlayStation 1, yes. Interesting. Yeah, and then the PS2 had a had a DualShock by default. So Yeah. So, so it has... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Since 1997, right. we've had two analog sticks. Yeah. And yet in I 2011, would. they're like, ah, you just need one. It'll be yeah. fine. It's weird. Super weird. I can't wait for you guys to see. Have you? Did you guys... Nah, we'll talk about it in a minute. Dylan, where are we going next? News. Thank you, sir. Uh, all right, so we're going to talk a little bit about Fallout 76. We're going to talk a little bit about Anthem. Um, Bethesda's big, like, in Bethesda's continuing line of PR screw-ups, <laughs> which there's like, what, one every week and a half now or so. Uh, they announced this big overarching season pass idea. There's going to be, uh, we're going to, they're going to start out with a summer season and then they're going to go into fall and winter. There's going to be, you know, different new features, new progression, new ranks, new rewards every month. And then they made the mistake of saying in the like release that everyone would be able to, to enjoy the summer season pass. And so, of course, the internet said, like, wait, I'm going to have to pay for the fall season pass and the winter season pass in a game that has been just broken since day one that you guys keep screwing up. Even when you issue fixes, you often break it again. And then it took them, like, quite a few days to come out and say, oh, no, 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 no. They're all free. Sorry, we just said it wrong. <laughs> um, so, so there's that. And then on Anthem, Anthem's been kind of talking about like what's going to become Anthem 2.0 for a while now. And uh, the new dude who's in charge of that kind of put out a, I don't want to say a press release, but a, a little note to everyone saying, hey, we've got a 30-person team working on the next version of Anthem, what Anthem's going to become. We're like kind of taking it all the way back. We're going to be doing a lot of experiments. We're going to do a lot of prototyping. Um, there's going to be things you love. There's going to be things you hate. We want feedback and then we'll see kind of where we get. And then we'll release a new version of it once we kind of get there. But it's going to take a, a while because the team's really small. And the reason the team's really small is because you can't have a 200 person team just saying like, I don't know, let's see what sticks, man. But you can have a 30 person team at a place like, um, EA saying, I don't know, let's just try some stuff and see what sticks. So that's kind of their their mentality. So my question for you guys is, we've seen a lot of games in the past that have launched bad, that have put the time in and been able to fix it. Probably, I mean, on this level, probably the biggest example is No Man's Sky that's really kind of turned it around. But I think that we've seen a lot of games like <clears throat> Wildlands, um, Rainbow Six Siege, a lot of those games that kind of, or even some of the kind of Halo-y stuff have come out and people have gone like, Ugh, and then the companies have put in the time and turned it around. <sighs> And that's cool. And it, it's nice to see that Bethesda and EA are putting the time into these. But is there a point in time for a game like this where you just take it out behind the woodshed and shoot it? Yes. Probably. 
how do you think you know when you get there? Like, at what point in time should Bethesda go like, man, every announcement we've made in the last year has either been wrong or broken or met with some sort of derision or we've had to put it back six months? Like, I mean, when do they give up? It probably comes down to when it starts losing them money. Yeah, I guess yeah. that probably must have been there for the long game because I mean I get like there's the chance that way down the road it could be something else. It's just like how long can you actually keep that up? I don't. And do you actually think that people still want this? Right. I don't. <laughs> that's actually that's actually a better question, Dylan. Is there anybody besides my dad yeah. who still wants Fallout seventy six? <laughs> Because, like, I was initially, I think, as we all were, was kind of interested in the idea. But I think it's hard to say that you're still interested. I don't know. Like, I mean, I it, was, it was fine. Like, I played Fallout 76. Yeah. It was fine. I think the worst so, part about Fallout 76 is I got in there and was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of fun. And then the Division 2 came out. I'm like, oh, this is more fun. I'll get back to Fallout 76. And then every single time I think about getting into Fallout 76, I'm like, nah. <laughs> So. so on January 16th, 2020, at the time of this writing, the player count for Fallout 76 is an estimated 22,000 to 34,000 players on PC. Uh, so, I mean... It's not bad, actually. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I guess the thing is, is, I mean, it's not bad. And I guess you could probably maybe even 400,000 double... across all platforms is what they're thinking. It's not terrible. And I guess if those people are buying a lot of atoms and yep. buying a lot of consumables and pretty things and they're i mean quite frankly our dad pays a hundred bucks a year to have his own private fallout 76 server so he doesn't have to play with other people so so maybe monetarily fallout 76 makes sense maybe i'm guessing that's why they're actually putting you know some money money into into it it. i i admit i did not assume that four hundred thousand people were still playing that game yeah all right um, what do you think about the way Anthem's doing it? Like that game came out, what I'm going to say a year ago, a little more than a year ago. Yeah. And like, I think people played that game for two weeks and they're still talking about trying to make it work. And I don't think 400,000 people are still playing. Anthem. They should just stop talking about Anthem, fix it. And then go like, Hey, guess what? Anthem fixed two. it. Pull it, pull a, uh, a no man's sky where you just go dark for two years. And uh-huh. then, yeah. I think that would actually, because like you keep hearing like, oh hey, we've got we've got an idea, and then you know like three months later it's like still still working on the idea, guys. Don't worry, it's coming. Whereas if they just like a year from now said like, hey, here's everything that's new, go try it. I think people would be a lot. I don't even know what the like. I didn't play enough Anthem to even know what like the monetization platform for that is. Do you think they're making any money, or is this just EA saying, hey, we can afford to spend... I mean, EA's making money, so... I mean, I guess the thing is, is a 30-person team working for EA, that's still probably... I mean, if you just even do kind of like back-of-the-napkin math and figure that's like 30 times 100000 a year, like, that's like $3 million a year in Anthem cost. In 2019... Um... It was about 2,500 concurrent active players Ouch. On, X- on Xbox One. Youch. Well, 
I don't know. Maybe there's something there. We'll see. All right. Uh, speaking of games that I don't think we've talked about in any real way for quite a while. I mean, we've. I'll, I'll be honest. We've talked more about Fallout 76 and Anthem than we've talked about PUBG in a long time. I was uh, going to say, PUBG's still a thing. Yeah, apparently. Um, PUBG is adding a ranked mode. Now, like, I don't play PUBG. Colby doesn't play PUBG. Do you, do you play any PUBG? Or have you played PUBG in the past, Dylan? I played a lot when it was in beta, and once it went out of beta, then I had really bad experiences with it and stopped. So how is PUBG getting a ranked mode now? How is that game three I, years old and doesn't have a ranked mode? <laughs> it seems very late. Right? Anyway, um, PUBG's adding a ranked mode. Um, there'll be able to be squads playing in a 64-player map. It will randomly select uh, which map you play on. So there's three PUBG maps. You go into ranked, and it just randomly chooses one of them. Um, it eliminates a lot of the silly things like motor gliders, <laughs> which I think are goofy. Um, it also takes out crossbows. I don't know. Why, why do you think they remove crossbows? I guess because they're silent. Seems like a weird choice. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, The safe area shrinks faster in order to make the game, I guess, a little more frantic. Um, They're doing some stuff to like help keep cheating down where you might actually have to verify your account with like a two factor authentication type thing. Um, They're making it so that if you get in a game and then jump out because you don't like the map you were randomly given that you won't be able to immediately jump back into a new game. So it sounds like they're doing a bunch of stuff right, but it also seems like... (sighs) I know that there were a lot of weird things around PUBG and Fortnite when Fortnite first came out and, you know, the lawsuit where... Who is it? Tencent? Is it Tencent that owns that? I don't know, whatever. PUBG Corp now, um, you know, tried to sue Epic for, you know, stealing their ideas and so on and so forth. But it it really seems more like Fortnite just worked harder to kind of like get features in while PUBG's just kind of thought that maybe it would grab the people that don't like Fortnite kids and don't like building stuff. But it kind of seemed like what it always was is the other game. I, I don't know, like, even I think Apex might be bigger, yeah. like, like, I hear PUBG more about Apex first, than I do, but everyone PUBG. else did it better. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing they're adding is bots. And I, like, I read this at first and I was like, oh, wow, this actually might get me to play PUBG because I would a hundred percent play PUBG where it was me versus 99 bots or 64 bots or whatever. Like if I had to play with nobody else but bots, like I would a hundred percent play PUBG, even if I just did it to get better at PUBG so I could play against That'd people. That'd be a great way to practice. Right. But if, apparently that's not actually how their bots work. Their bots are, they Chill. just, yeah, they sprinkle them into a game. Well, the idea is, is that they are supposed to be that they're the first you know, it, let's say it's a hundred person game and I don't know if they're even seeding a hundred person games anymore, but whatever right. they're supposed to be X percent. And I don't know what that percent is, but let's say it's 20 or 30%. So your first kill or two or three is going to be you killing a bot. And right. the idea is it lets you practice a little bit more. It hopefully means you don't get killed immediately. Yeah. And that's actually yeah. how the mobile game worked is that there was a lot of bots in the mobile version of PUBG, and it made people feel really good because they'd get in and get some kills and, and yeah. feel nothing good worse than dropping in and running up to somebody. And you basically both take a shot at each other and one of you dies. Like in case you're and, wondering, Dylan, 
when you just described every game exactly. of every battle royale game I've and ever it's played. It's so hard to like get over the hump of where you either go hide for a while yep. and then pick up the scraps or actually be successful in that first fight. Um, and, and it takes a while to get over that hump. And yeah. then when you do, you can actually play the game. But man, I can imagine how many people are turned off by yeah. that. I would just love to see, I would love to see a custom game type that, I mean, even if I just ran like locally, I mean, I don't, I don't need that to run on a server anywhere. Like just let me spin up a local game of PUBG that is just me and a hundred bots and let me practice with the guns. Let me practice, you know, the right place to fall, you know, parachute into places, the how to, I mean, even in those games, like managing your inventory is hard, like figuring out the right way to look at what guns you have and doing it fast. (laughs) Not wasting time. I love the same thing with Fortnite. Like I would love to be able, yeah, Fortnite has that creative mode, which is a cool way to build things, but it's not the same as when people are shooting at you. Um, I just think that would be cool. And and everyone else hates this idea. Like it, it was met with a lot of derision. We're like, I can't believe you're adding bots into this game. So I don't know. It's, I guess it's just another instance where I think differently than other people. Yeah, right? I don't know. Whatever. Because, uh, I mean, frankly, every bot they're probably loading in that game is probably better than I am and probably plays more naturally. So, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Epic Game Store, which, man, by the time you hear this, it's too late. But they gave away Grand Theft Auto Five last week, and that is freaking blowing my mind. Like, Yeah, and it crashed the website. For, like, 12 <laughs> hours, the website was down. Um I mean, think about it this way. 125,000 people have already bought that game. Yeah. Who who was left? Like, yeah. <laughs> how many people were left that just didn't own that? So, I don't know. I went and grabbed it for PC because I don't own it there. So, same. You know, it's it's all good. Um, and I, this is actually just part of their sale, and I'll tell you it now. Um, if you grab that game, you automatically got a $10 off coupon that's good during their mega sale, which runs, I think, all month. So it's $10 off any game over $15. So there's a lot of like $15, $20 games that you can get on sale right now that you'd be able to then pick up for, uh, you know, five or 10 bucks. So the same thing with the whatever game will be free next week. You'll be able to uh, probably get that same coupon. So it's a great deal on the Epic Game Store right now. Uh, another thing that they have added is just they've got a roadmap of things that they're trying to fix and they every once in a while roll out an update. Uh, this one did refunds. So essentially you don't have to talk to anyone anymore. You can just go into your account and say, I want a refund on this game. And as long as you bought it within the last 14 days and you've played it for less than two hours, you'll just be able to get a refund. Um, unless of course you've been banned or broke the terms of services of that game, in which case you will not be. (laughs) So that's good. Um, they've also now partnered with fanatical green man gaming and Gemba digital, which I've never heard of. Um, and for those services, if you link them to your Epic account, you'll be able to just directly, um, purchase games off those services and have them added directly into your Epic account without having to get like a key and paste a key in and redeem and all that kind of stuff. So that's pretty cool, I guess. Um, they also let you now manually throttle your downloads. So you can say, you know, I don't want you to use every ounce of internet I have. Um, if you're on like a throttled connection, which is cool, you know, just some kind of quality of life thing. So now here is a question for you guys, uh, or just, you know, we can, we can talk through this. <sighs> Six months ago, every single game that announced it was coming out on the Epic Store was 
just widely lambasted. There was people, you know, review bombing games. There was people threatening developers. There was people, you know, so on and so forth. And I haven't really heard much more of that lately. Have you guys heard? Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Do you, do you think that it's because it just ultimately didn't matter that ultimately having a second storefront didn't matter. Ultimately having to launch one more place didn't matter. Was it that, or is it that, Epic's gained a lot of um, positive goodwill, yeah, yeah, positive vibes by giving away a game every week, by doing like they've they've I guess for people really dialed into game development, like they've made some amazing deals with developers that mean developers get a ton more money than they would uh lunch in the Steam store. They you know, I mean, you saw the Unreal demo last week, like that's that's incredible. Is it that or is it just like finally they added enough features to the Epic Game Store that all those people that were like, oh, no, no, it's not another launcher. It's that it doesn't have two-factor authentication. It's that it doesn't have wish lists. It doesn't have reviews. What do you what do you think got to the point where we just don't see that anymore? Or was it really just one of those like gamers are mad and now they have something else to be mad about? G- gamers need something to hate and will move on quickly. Yeah, yeah. And, I and they that, literally I don't think they have anything to complain about anymore like they've done literally everything so it's like well they're not even they're not even taking money from games well we can't <laughs> complain about that because they're they're giving them the best cut and uh, I guess their store actually works pretty well oh and they're giving us free games are we going to complain about free games uh, no that sounds stupid um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway Games are good, and man, they have a lot of free ones. Um, we'll talk I guess about. They gave away Grand Theft Auto Five. I guess we'll stop complaining. Now. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, is I was reading somewhere the other day, like the value of all the games they've given away over like the last year. It's like, I wish I could remember the number. It's the number was very high. The number was very high. So seventeen hundred dollars, eighteen hundred dollars. I don't know. It was big. Uh, okay, so we talked a little bit. About uh, blah, 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 blah. We talked maybe, a maybe. little bit about this uh, during our kind of pre-roll through news here. Uh, THQ Nordic has changed its name to the Embracer Group, which is a terrible name. THQ- Are they making weapons for like, <laughs> right. the military now? I... They sound like a... Raytheon. Uh-huh. Um, so... Private security. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like... It's not good. Uh, so what you may not know about... THQ Nordic is that they own 31 web development studios, <laughs> which is a lot. I mean, when you think about like how many studios say Microsoft owns or Sony owns, I would guess if you combine those two, it's not 31. It's probably in the twenties, but it's not 31. And they own like some big IP. They own Saint because they own Coke Media, which owns Saints Row. They own Goat Simulator. They own Dead Island. They own the Darksiders franchise. They own the Metro franchise. Um, I don't know. Somehow they bought Kingdoms of Amalur from Rhode Island, which I think is interesting. Um, they own Time Splitters. They own World War Z. They own a lot of IP. They currently have 118 titles in development, which is I don't even I don't even understand that number. Um, and not all these games are are AAA. Not even all these games are AA. A lot of these come out as just kind of indie releases. But 118 titles in development is 
huge. Also, 69 of those are unannounced. Nice. Thank you. I was glad someone was there for me. Uh, that's all the news about Embracer Group, besides that their name's stupid and it sounds like a military contractor. <laughs> now but, a subsidiary of Northrop Grumman. <laughs> right? Uh, I was just shocked at how many how many titles they have in development and, and the IP they own. So there's your little bit of just weekly information about THQ Nordic. Uh, Mafia. We talked about that last week a smidge. Um, and it was kind of a weird thing where they're like, okay, so there's going to be an announcement on the night. I thought it was the 19th, but that was just yesterday. So it probably was two or three days ago, 17th, maybe, uh, there's going to be an announcement about the new mafia trilogy, but then mafia two remastered is going to come out on the same day. And then mafia one's going to come out in the future. It was really confusing. And I just wanted to be able to like clear that up a little bit. Mafia trilogy exists. It's going to contain, one remastered, two mas- remastered, three more like a Game of the Year edition that will contain all of the DLC. You'll be able to buy that sometime this fall. But right now, if you own Mafia 2 or Mafia 3, you can just get that for free. So if you own Mafia 2 on PC or any console, you can just say, hey, give me the update, and you'll get the remastered version of it and all the DLC, which is pretty cool. And then this this uh, fall, you'll be able to get Mafia 1 remastered and buy that trilogy if you don't own it currently. So I guess if you're into those Mafia games, they're pretty cool. The only thing I've heard that's kind of a negative about this is that Mafia 3 did not remaster at all. And apparently they didn't also fix any of the bugs that have kind of plagued that game a little bit. So, eh, but it's got a 15 gig update. So, you know, it, it got a bunch of DLC. Uh, I don't know. You guys going to play Mafia? I own three, so I've kind of thought about it. I own two, I think, on Wii, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> I, break I've, out your Wii, Cole. I've got, I, maybe it's not. I've got Mafia 2 somewhere. I'm also going to try. play it again. You played two, right? Yeah, I played both the first two. One and two. Yeah, I, I've really meant to play three, and it's just been kind of one of those, like, backburner games I've never quite gotten around to. So maybe, maybe once I'm done with Mass Effect. I've been playing through a bunch of weird games that I have been trying to get to for years. So we'll see. Okay, I need you guys to, if you haven't already, I need you to go open that link for the GDP Winmax, which is an absolutely fantastic name for... <sighs> Nothing? That's not a good name for anything. Are, are you guys looking at that thing now? Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So do you remember, like, I'm going to say... Blackberries? <laughs> do you remember maybe 10 years ago where, like, micro laptops were kind of all the rage because you could buy them super cheap? They were, like, 200 bucks, 300 bucks, Um and they were super nothing, but they were really cheap and you could like get on the internet with them, check email. Yeah. Like my yeah. mother-in-law had one. Um, and I think it was kind of like right before tablets became a real thing and people were buying all these little teeny weird laptops. So if you can imagine that in your head and then you imagine that instead of the trackpad being at the bottom where it traditionally is underneath the keyboard, they put that trackpad above the keyboard and then kind of grafted in a Xbox controller into that same space. That's what the GDP Win Max looks like. And like, I saw this thing maybe 
two, three days ago, and I was like, <laughs> no one's ever going to buy that. That's ridiculous. Um, they're $800. They run pretty good hardware, actually. Like, the hardware is pretty good for a laptop with an 8-inch screen. They say that it's capable of running most modern AAA games at medium settings at 60 frames per second. So, and I've seen, like some stuff and and yeah it, they can run most modern games on medium settings between like 30 and 60 frames a second so they've got a little bit of juice to them but it is still like a integrated graphics card um but what blew my mind is these things that almost i mean you got to figure i assume you pay tax on those i guess um they're 800 dollars and they've almost sold out like they i mean which is not granted that's not a ton they're selling uh, what do I want to say? 1500, 2,500. They're, they're selling like say 3000 of these things at $800 a pop, but there are not many left. <laughs> They've raised, they only, you know, it's Indiegogo. So like, you know, it's not like Kickstarter where you have to hit your, your thing, but they, they've sold 2000 of these things at $800 a piece. And they're the most ridiculous little laptop I've ever seen in the entire world. Could you imagine playing one of those handheld i really want to see that because how big is an eight inch screen like the about the size mm, of an ipad maybe shoot. a little smaller than an ipad maybe so, the ipad mini so i had like one of those tablets that you could dock into a uh like a um, keyboard yeah and so i'm picturing it about that size yeah and I can't imagine holding that and using the the controller. Right? Well, my thought, too, is unless it, like, turns off the keyboard when you're using the controller, I think I would just be constantly, like, mashing the side keys well, on the keyboard with my palms. Well, why not just, I don't know, make it so you could easily integrate a controller? Right? I What this really tells me, though, is I think there is a real want among maybe not all gamers, but like a certain segment of gamers that really, 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 really want something like the switch that can still play. We'll say triple a games for the sake of just, you know, they want to be able to take games off their steam library, put them on a thing that they can then take with them. Someone has to figure this out. Like somebody has to, and they probably want it dockable because they probably want to be able to play it on their TV some of the time too. And they probably want to be able to hook a, an Xbox controller up to it when it's on the TV. And like, I think the person that can make that work at a like reasonable price. And, and I don't think the reasonable price is that $800 mark they're hitting. I think like you could probably figure that the price for that is between like probably somewhere between a thousand and fifteen hundred dollars like gaming pc what what's the i mean what's why wouldn't you just buy like a laptop well i think i think that it's that people that want to be able to take it places they want to be able to they the want to be able to hold are notoriously it. like well, can't yeah. take them places. But I think that they want to be able to like play it on a bus. I you think they want totally to totally play a laptop on the bus. I mean, like not I... comfortably. I think they want to be able to hold it in their hands, not have to rest it on their lap. And there is it. no way that you can play that comfortably. 
Like, <laughs> have you seen that thing? It's ridiculous. And I that's mean, my mostly point. because this is... I have been on a bus. I have wear being wearing like essentially the headphones I'm wearing now, and people still tired to talk to you. Imagine oh, yeah. if you were holding that goofy damn thing. The <laughs> amount of people were like, "What the hell's that?" <laughs> I know, right? I I just think that there is there is a. A, a stronger need than maybe I had realized and that maybe even like hardware manufacturers have realized for, I, I mean, I think that that's probably why every single game that comes out, regardless of what the game is, people are going like, oh man, that'd be real good on the switch. And I think it's because like everybody ultimately wants to play or at least thinks they want to play every game on their switch. They want it to be portable. They don't want to be tied to as much as we enjoy the idea of either playing things on a giant TV or playing things on your computer monitor that runs at 300 frames a second or whatever. I think there's a lot of people who are just happy as clams to play like a kind of crappy version of a game with the freedom on, to take it anywhere. Yeah. But I mean, I think like if you think about music, like that's kind of a, a sort of an analog, like, not that CDs are in are inconvenient exactly, but when people were given the ability to say, either I can take like my, you know, folder of CDs and listen to those, or I can just stuff a thousand MP3s that don't sound as good onto a player and take them with me anywhere, or ten thousand, or a hundred thousand, or stream them off the internet. Counterpoint, vinyl. Where they're yeah, like, the what if I took CDs and made them? bigger to me like though like the people that that uh the pc equivalent of vinyl is the people that are buying a 240 megahertz monitor and like a thousand dollar video card because like man i can just 120 hertz like i can just see every single frame it drives me nuts i need i mean i literally read about a monitor today that i think is going to be pushing there's two of them from two different manufacturers that are either pushing 300 frames a second or 320 frames a second and i'm like whose eyeballs are that is that for like a robot and so like those are vinyl people those are people that have convinced themselves that man vinyl just sounds so much warmer man like it's it's just such a better listening experience those are the people that are like man 180 frames a second is just it's so smooth like i can just really tell the difference side note do you remember when mp3s were just starting to hit and you know it was really cutting into the music business and so their brilliant idea was well everyone's downloading these kind of crappy versions of the music what if we release the sacds that <laughs> the DVDs, are yeah. more expensive and have better quality <laughs> they have five one surround sound i actually was in a meeting one time and i made that reference and a bunch of radio people looked at me like I was insane. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, that's really what's wrong with the record industry. And they're like, no, that seems right. I'm like, okie dokie. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't understand this thing at all. I do not understand anyone who's paying $800 for it. I want to see a video of someone using it because just it like the way that the picture shows it is it's a laptop, but I want to see someone holding that and using the controller at the top. Let's see. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm like scrubbing through the video because yeah, oh, wait, literally every second of this. Well, let's see at about, at about 12 minutes in, they use it as a, they use it as a uh, thing. 
the other remember how that... I just said how awkward the 3DS <laughs> was? I noticed none of you said like, well, what if we made it bigger? <laughs> I'm trying. Does it have dual analog sticks at least? <laughs> no, it doesn't have any analog sticks. It no, has... it does. Does it? Yeah, I think so. I know, this video is terrible. <laughs> yeah, it, actually, I mean, it has two analog sticks. Does it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah up there at the top. I Can you imagine having one of your analog sticks next to your buttons, though? You have to reach all the way across your buttons to get to your second analog stick. <laughs> uh, maybe the actual secret to this, maybe, maybe the way this is actually going to work is when, like, Stadia and Project Xbox actually come to the iPhone and actually get a wide release on Android. Like, that would fix this problem. It's it just the ability to play a lot of those games on my, I don't know, man. I just think it's really weird. I think it's super weird, but. I mean, again, why not just have it so you could use a controller? Like you've got the person using a mouse. Yeah. Why not also have it so you could, I mean, I'm a can It's you? windows. Does, so yeah, you yeah. can just plug a controller into it. Then yeah. why have the, the. I mean, cause then it's just a little controller. tiny laptop <laughs> because you can use it on the go. Colby. To bring a controller. <laughs> it's mobile. It's it's so stupid. Anyway, um, there's still uh, 700 of those available. You have to buy, I think they're into the phase where you have to buy two of them now. So it's like 1,600. <laughs> Who's buying two of those and why? Because I have four arms. <laughs> that's the, that's their... That's their levels. Either you could buy one for $779 and they sold 1500 Well, so you can actually, there's still 400 of those available too. So $779, you can buy one for 1548 which I think is just 779 times two. You don't save anything <laughs> from buying two. There's no value. You can buy two of them. They're sold out of the first one, which is the three. same as I, the other one. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, tw- it's $2,400, but you get three of them. Right. I, don't, I don't know. It's real weird, but I very, very, very much recommend everyone go at least watch the video for GDP win max. One final thing that I think is super weird. Which sounds like a driver update. <laughs> totally. That absolutely sounds like the driver you would download for like your sound card, maybe your Ethernet connector. <laughs> um, I think I have a problem with that on my computer. I, I have a problem with both my Ethernet and my sound card, so it's probably one of those. One of the funniest things that they really are pushing, though, is that you can emulate like a PS3 or a PSP or a PS2 or like they're really pushing emulation on this thing that like, it's essentially just buying a console too. Cause you can emulate all of these other things on it. It's really weird. Like they actually have a thing supported game types. And one of them is PC games. And the other is like a list of 15 different things you can emulate on it. So I wish them the best. You could put nesticles on it. <laughs> Anyway, next up, uh, Steam, which is a far more, it makes way more sense than that little stupid laptop, has a new feature that will, uh, so like, I guess if you don't know, Steam got a pretty big update in the last couple months where like your library looks entirely different now. They actually show you the covers of your games. It's it's nice. Um, or better than it was. Like Steam's never been great, but it's better than it was. Um and they just added a new feature last week that will actually, or maybe this week, that will suggest the next game you should play. So based on what's in your library and based on which games you've played, it'll tell you what other games you should play after that. And so 
as an experiment, I went and looked at my Steam library, and I'm going to tell you what games it says I should play next and whether it's right or not. So the first one <laughs> it recommended is Hollow Knight. And, like, it's probably right because I want to play Hollow Knight all the time, and I play Hollow Knight for 10 minutes, and then I die 40 times and go, like, oh, I'm just not a good enough gamer to play Hollow Knight. Game's ridiculously hard, but I really, really, really like it. So probably right. Um, Undertale, which is great. Love that game. I actually did not know I own it on Steam, so I'm actually kind of excited because I never finished it. <laughs> I played about Steam half of it. Steam will let you know what games you don't even know yeah. you have. Uh, third was A Hat in Time, which is actually a game that I, I kind of also had forgotten I own, but I really want to play, so that's good. Um, fourth is Grow Home, which is a game I played because it was free on like games with gold maybe a year ago and it's trash. I hated that game so much. I played it for like 20 minutes and hated it. So there you go. Uh, Goat Simulator, another game I do not like. Um, Jackbox Party Pack 2, which no, is Grow very Home good. was bad. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Jackbox games are always good. And then finally, Octodad Deadliest Catch, which um, the Octodad games are interesting i don't know if i would put that in like i mean that's like the next eight games i should play i don't i don't know if i would put octodad in there so i guess your mileage might vary it might be interesting to go in and, and take a look at what it thinks you should play next just because it'd be nice to know what steam thinks about you i suppose um from what i understand the way is done is it's algorithmical of course but it's based on i think a lot of other gamers that have played the games you've played. Um, I don't know if it takes things like rankings into account, but you would think it would, you know, like if you rated a type of game very poorly in your steam stuff, I would think it would say, Hey, maybe don't recommend other games like that. But anyway, what we've learned is grow homes, a terrible game. Uh, all right. Okay. We talk, we talk about business models on here probably more than you'd think. I don't know why business models and video games are so tied together, but they, they tend to be like, you know, it's something we talk about all the time. And I don't know if in every discussion we've ever had, like all the way through like predatory DLC, predatory, you know, add-ons, I've ever heard of a business model this bad. Do you guys remember the culling two? No. You are not alone. I, I tried playing it. Oh. It was not awesome. Yeah. So this is a game that came out July 2018, was almost immediately pulled down because um, nobody played it. And then I think they tried to launch it again, and it failed a second time. And I think back. I tried to play the first one, though. Oh, that could be. I, I don't think it was the second one. When this launched, it was not free to play. Oh, I, I kind of remember this. Yeah. So... It's a it's a battle royale style game. And the new business model that they've put into place is you buy the game for six dollars. Uh during your first I, I think actually you can play 24 hours of it for free. You may not have to buy it at all. Um and see if you like it. But you pay six dollars and then you get one round a day for free. After that you have to pay $3, or I'm sorry, a dollar to pay three matches, or $3 to play 10 matches, or $5 to play 20 matches. So, like, this is literally an arcade game where you just have to keep pumping quarters in in order to play it. 
this I the seven day passes are really good deal. Yeah, they do have passes where you can get a seven day pass for two dollars or a thirty day pass for six dollars. I cannot imagine <laughs> a single person doing this. Like a single person doing this in a world where Fortnite is free, where Apex Legends is free, yeah, where PUBG, like probably, I guess you still have to pay for it. Not but, on Xbox. Yeah, I just I, enjoyed that they went with Pass, like so. oh, battle royale games. Those are you know like free. How about instead of that, what if we do the worst possible thing? I I have not like I guess it's not predatory really, but like it's just stupid. I I'm just shocked at how stupid it is. I think it's predatory in the same way that if you had a white van and like put like free candy with an arrow pointing to the door, it's not really predatory because no one's falling for it. <laughs> I'm just I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked, and especially in a game type where. You might drop in and get shot thirty yeah. seconds into a round, and you're, you're like, not guaranteed anything. At least with an arcade game, like once I'd played it a time or two, like I kind of knew what I was in for. I don't know. It, I think I think paying for PvP is really terrible because you're punished for not being good, right? Versus playing against a game that's always kind of the same. So there's no guarantee that you're learning anything. Really, it's just. Someone's going to just eat your lunch and you're going to be out money. So. I really kind of want to try the free day trial on this just because I'm curious if I'll actually be able to get into a round against other humans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Dylan, where are we at, man? Hey, yo, Vin, it's time for questions. Colby had to do it last week. And it was amazing. It was, <laughs> it was an intro. It was an intro. How are your fajitas? My fajitas were great. Nice. But like this fall, you'll be able to like use your own homemade onions and peppers to make them. Oh, if your pepper plant grows again. It'll be okay. I got it back up. Perfect. Uh, Vinny wants to know, he says, this is a kind of a big question. And I don't think any of the three of us are prepared. Uh, what year? I'm in, so prepared. <laughs> what oh, year in the 2000s until present has been the best year in gaming? Whether that be for games, consoles, etc. Each of you can have different answers. Of course, doesn't need to be a consensus. Could also be what was the best year for you. So, so can I answer it? Yes. All of them. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, here's the thing. Uh, so. I listened to a podcast and it was like, a, you know, three hour kind of like round table of like, what was the best year in video games? Um, and it was, you know, so you each got three years and then if you overlap that automatically got put forward and then, you know, they kind of voted on that. And I think what it all kind of boiled down to is like, I don't know there. And this was throughout history. Sure. And, you know, like you can in any year you can go like, Oh, I mean, for the most part, you can go like, here's 10 games that were absolutely great and so like i mean do you go 2007 where you got like half-life 2 and a whole bunch of other things do you go with you know 2000 uh, let's see like i don't know 2010 was really good i think you got you know a bunch of uh you know mass effect 2 and uh red dead uh yeah. all of these games 
Or do you just go like, I don't know, you could throw a rock at any year in the past, probably. I mean, like, maybe not the early 2000s, but I mean, you know, you've got Halo oh, I and think stuff the early the... 2000s are some of the best. Well, and, and that's... Uh... And I guess yes, because, but like, I don't know if a lot of those games hold up as well. Sure. Um, once you hit the 360, though, I will say that you could throw a rock at any of those years and probably come with 10 games that you're like, oh, these are amazing. And so, like, I don't know, all the years? Yeah. I don't know if I could come up with a favorite year because really, they've just, I mean, for the most part, I can't think of a year that I thought, like, wow, there's a lot of crappy games. Like, even last year, a lot of people were like, oh, there wasn't a lot of great games. But really, when you get down to it, there were. It just is all kind of preferences. And, I mean, there wasn't a, a lot of huge, like, AAA games last year. Yeah. But yeah, every year, there are hundreds of games released, and you play, like, 30 of them yeah. at most. And that's, you know, because Game Pass exists, you know, for the most part. Things like that started to exist. But any year you're going to be able to find easy 10, 15 games that were just really good yeah. that you enjoyed. I don't know. I, I Like I said, I don't know if if I, I... Personally, I couldn't pick a best year because they've just all been really good. I, uh, I 100% agree. And I think that... Uh... 2003 <laughs> if i had to, like if i had to choose one like if i absolutely had to choose one i would probably pick 2001 um not necessarily because of the great games that came out that year but that was the year that the original xbox was released xbox came out yeah and the original Halo. yeah the original yeah. xbox for me changed consoles forever uh, i was primarily a pc gamer before that um and it been a pc gamer since I mean, not forever, but for probably the five or six years before that, like we got our first PC in like 93, probably 94. And like I'd played a lot of PC games in those years and then like kind of 100% switched to playing games on consoles, even though I'd already owned a PS1 and probably a PS2 by that point, the Xbox was a really made it so I almost did not play PC games for 10 or 15 years. And I guess that's good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dylan, what do you think? It's tough, but I mean, even starting at 2000, it's pretty strong. Yeah. Um, so even in 2000, you had Counter-Strike, Diablo 2, Baldur's Gate 2. PS Counter-Strike 2000? Yeah, the PS2, and Tony Hawk's Pro year. Skater Two, like, yeah. you're, like you're you got some good stuff there, and then in 2001, yeah, you have stuff like uh, Halo, um, Silent Hill Two, Super Smash Bros Melee, arguably still one of the favorites in that franchise. Sure. Um, Max Payne, Metal Gear Solid Two, oh, Max Payne was so. Good. Um, then 2002, now you have GTA Vice City, Knights of the Old Republic in 2003. Um. But then I think it starts getting real good because you get um, GTA San Andreas. Um, World of Warcraft launches in 2004. Yeah. Um, but now I think in 2005 is where I really come into it because this is a lot of the games that I really liked playing. Um, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory is still probably one of my favorite games of all time. Um, God of War, Guitar Hero, um, Resident Evil 4 was huge. 
Um, and then probably my two real picks is between 07 and 08, though. Yeah, that was a good um, Most people choose 07. 07. Yeah. 07 being Bioshock, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 4, the Wii Modern Warfare, came out. God of War 2, Halo 3, Portal, Super Mario Galaxy, and Team Fortress 2 for those yeah. who really enjoy that. But 2008 also had Dead Space, Fallout 3, GTA 4, Left 4 Dead. So that's another strong year. There's the- but even after that, you had Left 4 Dead 2, Uncharted 2, and Arkham Asylum, which is one of my favorite games, and Assassin's Creed 2, which to me is probably the best Assassin's Creed. I think so it's, the, the, 07 and 08, though. The honest answer, man, is games are great. There's yeah, so many of them. Like, you could play... Like, I play a lot of video games. I play a lot of video games. I still only finish, like, maybe 15 a year, 20 a year. Like, and, like, it's not all new ones. It's... There's so many great games. And I don't know if I could ever say the best year. Because any year I pick, there's going to be a game in another year that I also love. So... I, I tell you, like, I mean, it's... Every year there is tons of good games released... And it's all kind of like a personal preference, too, is that, you know, like, if you don't like, you know, certain types of games, you know, if you're not like a first-person shooter, Half-Life 2 means nothing Nothing. to you. But, you know, you may enjoy some other game in 2007 that, you know, it's... I I think it was... I can't remember if it was 2017 or 2018. Probably 2017. Red Dead came out in 2018, right? Yep. Yeah, so it probably was 2017. And I was listening to... mm, Probably IGN Unlocked, their podcast, if I had to guess. And uh, all the, probably. And uh, they kind of asked that same question. Like, what was the, you know, what was the best year in gaming? And Jared Petty. 82. Yeah. Jared Petty, um, no. who was actually the guy I was trying to remember his name probably last week, said, oh, 2017. And every other person on the podcast was like, you are high. And... 2017 was not a spectacular year in gaming, but he listed off like 12 games that came out that year that were really, really, really good. 2017 was, I mean, even though no one here likes it, but that was when I think Link. Yeah, Breath uh, of the Wild came out. Breath of the Wild came out. Yeah. It's, it's, I think you can almost make an argument for probably any year from 1990. I tell you, 1982 was a really good year. Yeah. Like, I think that's when you got, like, Donkey Kong. There was, like, a – because, you know, the thing is, like, what's, the you know, the best game from the year you were born? And that doesn't take into account, like, people who are, you know, older than – 40. I've tried that and it's pretty easy. <laughs> uh-huh. But like mine, I'm like, I don't know. And you go and it's like Pitfall and all of these games that came out in 82. I'm like, oh, that would actually be really hard too. Yeah, exactly. 82 was a good year, really, yeah. when you think about it. Anyway, uh, next up, Kim Cruz. He asked this question last week and I missed it on Facebook because last week's podcast was a bit of a cluster. Like... I'm sure it turned out fine, but it was it was a little bit messy. Uh, his question was, in your opinion, who won this generation's console war and how did they win? Um, Xbox, honorable mention to Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, and I think the way they won was being exceptionally gamer focused and for inventing Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, like Game Pass has been huge. Yeah. I mean, like, I beat 50 games last year, and I haven't looked at, you know, the thing, but I'd wonder how many of those were Game Pass. Yeah. Um, 
like a lot of my favorite games from last year were on Game Pass. I never would have played them without. Absolutely. That, you know, well, I mean, like even right now, like the last two games that I've played and really have enjoyed, and I, I tweeted about it, are Mud Mud Runners and The Hunt. Yeah. Like between those, I mean, between those two games, I probably put you know, 75 hours into those two games. Those are two games that I would have never paid for. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe Mud Runners because I really wanted to try Snow Runner. But uh, like the hunt, if you're like, hey, you want to spend $40 on a hunting game? I would have been like, hell no. Why would I do that? But with Game Pass, I don't have to, you know? And, and I did go to Ultimate and I don't have to pay for until December of this year. Nice. So you, you should be proud of me. I'm proud of you. I think the funny thing about Game Pass is that like, so the last two games I've played, Final Fantasy 15 and uh, Kingdom, Hearts. Kingdom Hearts, I own both of those games physically. Did not play either of them on a disc and played both of them on Game Pass. And I really only played both of them after a Microsoft reward said like, hey man, maybe you should play those games. Um, But like on top of that, I've bought a lot of games in the last two years, paid full price $60 to get a bunch of games. And I would say a lot of those I've been disappointed in isn't the right word, but like... I got uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 when I first bought it and went, paid $60 for it, played it for about two hours and was kind of like, meh. I bought Borderlands 3 and played it for about five hours and said, meh. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've played so many amazing games on Game Pass that I'm like, oh, Outer man, Wilds. I, Outer Wilds. Outer Worlds, yeah. honestly. Like, I'm so, and, and I've played so many games on Game Pass that I'm just so glad I didn't pay for, mm-hmm. even though I got an experience out of them. Outer Worlds, like, man, if I bought Outer Worlds, I would have been pissed. But for a game that I got to play for free and screw around in, or or even a game like Forza, I would never would have bought Forza 4, but I loved it. I put so much time into Forza. I never would have bought State of Decay 2, but I loved it and had so much fun in it, you know? It's, yeah, and like, I mean, you know, yes, I think technically PS4 won because they sold, a, you know, a ton, ton of, of things. But like, from a personal standpoint, like, you know, I don't, it, it doesn't affect me who sells the most systems. No. Like, if, if I had stock in Sony, I'd be saying, Sony, I mean, I guess if I also had stock in Microsoft, it's probably doing pretty good too. <laughs> but, you know, like, if, if I got a kickback for every, you know, like, console sold, Sony won. Yeah. But, I just like I I think that they and, and yeah I would say Nintendo the Switch is also pretty awesome. Yeah, I think it, the thing uh, about Sony is that like I think from a if you just look at it they had the better exclusives this mm-hmm. generation, but I didn't like any of them. I didn't um, play any of them. Like and I didn't hate them, but like the the my favorite one was Horizon Zero Dawn, and I'm still only like halfway done with it. I didn't enjoy Spider Man. I did not really enjoy God of War. Um, I put like 20 hours into Crackdown Three and loved every hour. Yeah. You know, like I look at the Xbox exclusive that everyone will tell you were not great, and I loved a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the funny thing is, is like we are like Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, and it's because Microsoft does such a good i good job of promoting Game Pass. Mm-hmm. PlayStation Now, Game Pass passed the number of PlayStation Now subscribers like two months ago, yeah. and so, and there's 800 games or something. I mean, not really, but there's like three or four hundred games on PlayStation Now, and yet I rarely hear about it. I follow 
tons of places that should be telling me about that every month. And the only person that ever tells me about it is Joe Coleslaw. Yeah. Um, uh, like they're more good. I would actually kind of like to get PlayStation now just because there are like quite a few games that I would like to play, but yeah, I want to get PlayStation now on my Xbox. I only have so many hours in the day. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Do you think Nintendo will ever do anything like that? Yeah, I think they're going to put Xbox, Xbox and... <laughs> Game Pass via Xbox uh, online or X. I, X I, I mean, they don't even have Bluetooth on their system, so I like I don't know. Probably the Switch Two will have. It probably won't have anything. There. I don't know. They, they seem to be about ten years behind. The Switch has already done it in Japan. Like you could stream Resident Evil Seven, I want to yeah. say, to your Switch and play it. So I, I like that's my. That's my like pie in the sky. I think it's going to happen. Is that X Cloud is going to come to the Nintendo Switch? We'll see. Dylan, do you have anything else to say about this? I mean, you you let it in. I appreciate that. I I said what I meant, and I meant what I said. Dylan is faithful, one hundred percent. All right, Mister Polite says the only time I buy Lego games is when they are super on sale, like under ten dollars. I always love playing them though, and I make sure I get every trophy in the game. But there is no way I would pay close to full price on them. So that made me think: Is there a game that you love but would only buy if they were on sale? Um, the Lego games. <laughs> I love them, and I've played them a lot. And I don't know if I've ever bought any of them that weren't just free. So. Um, I would say these days that that almost every yeah is literally yeah. almost every game I I like I went from like I'm gonna say like three or four years ago where I was like buying every humble bundle I was buying a new game once a month once every two months I was you know pre-purchasing games to now where I've gotten burned enough times by game pass and games with gold that I'm just like that game looks really fun I'll wait a year yeah. <laughs> like yeah it and there's so much stuff that waiting doesn't really feel like it's that long because you're so busy doing yeah. other things like I think the first well did Borderlands come out last year Borderlands 3 yeah Yes. Yeah, because right. yeah. it's May. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was or, it was last year. Just I not. think it was last year. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I think the first full price game I will purchase. Well, it was September of last year. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. The first full priced sixty dollar game I will buy this year is probably going to be Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, um, in yes. September. <laughs> So like that's I I haven't even bought that many games um and I've not bought any games that weren't on sale this year. So like so I don't know before the whole quarantine thing I was at Target and they had the the 3 for, you know, or buy 2 get 1 free or whatever yeah, it yeah. is. And like I I sat there and looked at him like I can't come up with 3 games that I want to buy because like that one I really want to play. But it's on, you know, it's on Game Pass, so I don't need to buy that one. Yeah. And I literally, I'm like, I can come up with two games, but I can't come up with this third game that I want to buy. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, it's it's either on Game Pass or, you know, like, you're like, well, it's, or these two are like $25 and you don't want to buy a $60. It's, yep. I think that, yeah, Game Pass is, is good and all of those hey we give you a free game every month i just hope they're making a lot of money i hope devs make a lot of money off of it too um i've not heard anyone say they don't 
and that's something that gets like pushed out in this industry pretty easy so Uh i'm running with the assumption that they do (laughs) and that's still why occasionally you know like even though i have the hunt on game pass if it goes away i'll still have dlc for it because i purchased it so you know if you like a game Maybe support about getting the dlc yeah i uh one other thing i will say that is tangential that's not a word tangential tangential to this is uh i did buy donut county this week on sale it's great donut county's on like all of annapurna interact annapurna interactives games are on sale right now which gives you donut county it gives you uh what remains via finch uh outer wilds (sighs) i'm not sure that's on sale I don't, it maybe it's not on switch because it isn't on there but yeah that's why it's, it's they're on it's only their switch games oh, um okay. donut county is like maybe two hours long maybe yeah, costs two, like two and a half. seven bucks and it's so fun it's super funny i was it has like it is a one trick pony but it does that trick pretty well and it's very funny so grab donut county for like seven bucks dylan you look like you're gonna say something no maybe no no all right next question from poncho panda which i guess is just a panda wearing a poncho which is probably kind of cute right it might be poncho via's panda oh if anyone was gonna have a, a panda it would be poncho via that makes sense uh he was says all three of you are at three different haunted houses and he put quotes around haunted houses which i guess might mean they're not haunted i'm always confused by that uh <laughs> Make your own Scooby game in a gang, including a mascot. One house is haunted by a chef, another by Bigfoot, and the final house is haunted by Dylan's beard. Who are the actual villains in this location? Dylan, um, do you want to be in the haunted house with your beard or no? No, I think you're behind my beard, actually. You Good. probably would have gotten away with it if it hadn't been. Those who cannot grow facial hair will hide behind it. Wait, are you saying I'm hiding behind a beard? Something like that. I'm not sure how that works exactly. I don't know. It's a costume. Hmm. You are my beard. This is getting weird. There's a. That's not what I. There's meant. a very double entendre going on here <laughs> that I'm. <laughs> slightly uncomfortable with dylan but it's cool whatever we're good friends uh colby where do you want to be i don't know because i'm not a hundred percent sure how this question works not either we're just gonna go my cat is my mascot though because his tail is ridiculous it is so poofy your tail so it, I'm, yeah i'm just very into his tail choose your haunted you house call that's the first thing you have to do big- all right so your haunted house is haunted by bigfoot so i don't really picture bigfoot haunting a haunted house that seems kind of silly it's probably some sort of like it's a haunted tree house let's let's uh let's assume it's a haunted christmas tree farm wait are we talking about bigfoot the sasquatch or bigfoot the monster truck i'll let you choose which do you prefer haunted monster truck haunted monster truck haunted monster like a ghostly monster. all right so he is haunting a uh i would assume he'd be haunting some sort of stadium then yeah i assume grave diggers behind it uh okay that makes sense um who is going to help you solve this Uh, anyone or the hardly boys who's your mascot i don't have a mascot what, what is my mascot? That's Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo it's a squid is on a stick. Scooby-Doo is your mascot in Scooby-Doo. So who is who is your Scooby-Doo in your Scooby-Doo? They're gang? the Scooby gang. Anything? Oh, fine. Dylan, where are you haunting? <laughs> your beard um, or a chef? 
I guess I have to take my beard. Okay, so your beard is like I'm being haunted by your my beard. beard. What location? Which what is what haunted house would your beard a, be haunting? Is a cover for my. Never mind. <laughs> um, Where would your beard haunt? Like a barber shop? Yeah, or like the Just for Men Club. Oh. Um, all those guys that are insecure about their hair loss. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So it's running around terror- terrorizing bald men. Yeah. And your hair is actually. Like who, when you unmask your beard, um, who's behind it? Um carrot top yeah exactly it's crazy. if you pull the mask off carrot top is there someone underneath him <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> all right so. um um it's a. I don't know danny bonaducci yeah. yeah um and your mascot is gus gus yeah who's your gus gang who's your shaggy I assume, um, wait, maybe you're Shaggy. It wasn't me. Matthew Lillard. Obviously. I felt real bad. Matthew Lillard like got quoted in Twitter um, about him not being the voice of Shaggy in the new Scoob movie. And he mostly just sounded sad. It made me kind of sad. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So, I don't know. Is that you the, read the... the new Scoob movie? Yeah. yeah. Have you read the backstory on, uh, oh, who's the girl that played Velma who voiced it? Um, no, she's a fairly big voice actress. Something black. I don't know. She was friends with the original Velma. Oh, who, great! Like, suddenly, yeah, she's who Daphne. suddenly died. Yeah, um, and like she, you know, was hired to do it, and was like, oh, I don't want to do it, but like, I don't know. The husband of her friend was like, No, no, you should be the one to do it, and she got hired on, and then they're and like. Yeah, when it's, it's been, been for a long for time. 40 years or something. Yeah. And then they're like, nah, we're going to go with someone else now. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. Uh, okay. So you got Matthew Lillard, which is a good choice. Uh, who's your, are, who are you in this scenario? Are you Fred? You'd look guess, great in an ascot. ascot. You'd look great in an ascot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic. Who's your Velma and your Daphne? Um, let's, I'm stalling. That's all right. Okay. So I am jinkies. I am being haunted. I am in a a house haunted by a chef. Uh, so I presume this is a haunted restaurant. Would that make sense? Doesn't have to be. Could be a castle. Who knows? Would you prefer it to be a castle or a haunted restaurant? Uh, I want it to be a castle. It's your own personal chef. My personal chef. Okay. But the ghost of your personal chef. So uh, my assumption is that chef would actually, if I demasked him, it would actually probably just be my personal chef who was so frustrated about all the stupid things I made him make. Like being my family's personal chef would be awful because like, I don't eat meat. My kid doesn't eat meat. My wife does eat meat, but neither of them like any of the foods that make food good. Like they don't like onions. They don't like peppers. They don't like 
mushrooms. They like, so like, he's like, I just have to figure out like 14 different ways to make craft macaroni and cheese without uh, like pissing anybody off. And it's just hard. And like my kid complains about any food you put in front of him. So his morale's super low. It's, it's terrible being my personal chef. And you know, the reason I know this is because I'm my own personal chef. (laughs) So it's actually, it's actually me. That's the moral (laughs) of the story, Dylan. Um, with a twist. With a twist. So who is going to be in my Scooby gang? My mascot. Can I, can I have Matthew Lillard too? Because I really, like I said, I'd like. He's your mascot? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed my mind actually. Okay. So my mascot uh, is just going to be my dog. He's not smart. He's not well trained, but he'd probably be really mean to ghosts. He'd bite a ghost. He still likes snacks. Yeah. He loves snacks. He does like snacks. Um, my, my shaggy is actually going to be the ghost of, um, Casey Kasem. No, 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 no. Casey Kasem, who was the original shaggy. <laughs> um, I guess I'm wearing a mask, an ascot. Well, maybe, maybe I'll be Velma because like, I can't see without my glasses. Just like Macaulay Just Culkin. like Macaulay Culkin. And like I look okay in a skirt and an orange sweater. How do you feel about bees? Do not like bees. Okay. Oh, bees are okay. Bees are okay. Uh, I love bumblebees. Let's, I do too. We got a bunch of bumblebees right now eating oh, our so rhodod- rhododendrons. They're very cute. Uh, Fred. 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 Um, Frank Welker. It's just going to be Frank Welker. Just makes sense. Okay. And I never really liked Daphne that much. She was kind of uppity, so she's not. she didn't get to be in my Scooby gang. All right. That is definitely enough time to spend talking about that. Uh, Princess Megan has two questions. We live in a world of microtransactions and multiple deluxe editions for video games. Which have you spent the most money on? Was it due to buying an upgraded game package, the in-game transactions, or both? I don't think over time I mean, I've probably spent the most money on Hearthstone. Yep, I can see that. Yeah. Microtransactions definitely. Because I'm trying to think of like deluxe editions that I've bought. I yeah. bought Skyrim. At the most, you buy a game with all its DLC. It's generally around a hundred dollars, which is not. I don't super outrageous, really. I don't know if I've ever like bought a deluxe edition at a premium. Like I've yeah. I've owned deluxe editions, but I've never bought like an eighty dollar video game. Yeah. Well, and like yeah. deluxe edition is yeah. Like I don't, I was thinking of like the upgrade, like the like remastered version. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, oh, that's not a deluxe edition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy the like the the definitive gold edition or whatever if it's on sale for thirty dollars. Generally, the under sale. the price of the standard price of the game, if it's under that, I'll be like, eh, what the heck? Yep. Yeah, I'll I don't get, think I've I'll ever just get everything, but I don't think I've ever bought a deluxe edition yeah. of the game. And I'll be honest, like probably the game that I've spent the most on when figuring in DLC is uh, probably Rocket League, and I bet mm-hmm. you I've spent less than twenty dollars on it. <laughs> I bought I probably Rocket League. I got for free because I think you bought it for me, yep. and I've probably spent like sixty dollars on it. Like so, as a video game. Yeah, I I bought like a quite a few car packs for that game. Um, like $3 at a time until I realized that the only car I ever wanted to drive was the car that I always drove. And so buying car packs was the Jurassic park Jeep. I do actually own the Jurassic park DLC, but only because I really liked the T-Rex goal roar. Yeah. It's the best. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I've 
I've maybe spent $20. So I am not a big DLC. Like by the time I'm done with a game, I absolutely do not want to play the DLC most of the time. <laughs> so, and I often think like, maybe I'll come back and play it later and absolutely never do. So I think, I think the only like DLC that I've, that I can really think of that I've bought, I bought DLC for uh, the Fallout 3. I bought all of the DLC for that. I'm, and that was back when I bought DLC, you had to buy it on disc. disc. I'm yeah. not sure I've ever, I know I've never bought, like paid for DLC, but I don't even actually ever think I've actually played DLC for anything. I don't think. I mean, at I least think, not that I can think of. Yeah, like and most of the time when I've, I've bought DLC, it's because it came in like yeah. a game of the year yep. kind of thing. But even when it comes in game of the year editions, I usually don't play it. Don't play it, so. yeah. I I have to really like a game to play the DLC. Yeah. And it it's very much like I don't I don't know if I've ever gone back to a game, like bought a game when it first came out and then like, you know, three months later it's like, Oh, here's the DLC and you're like, Yeah, I'm not gonna go back yeah. and play that. Like when I played the Fallout one it was because it was already out. Yeah. I don't think I've bought new DLC for a game I've already beat. Same. Dylan, any other thoughts? Nope. Uh, her second question is, she is currently playing the DLC, so I guess Megan plays DLC for We Happy Few, and it's lacking compared to the actual game, which, I'll be honest, I do not think is uncommon and is probably one of the reasons I don't play a lot of DLC. This made me wonder yeah. if you had to choose between a great story with bad gameplay or great gameplay with a terrible story, which would you choose? Great gameplay every time. So I have a kind of question. Did Skyrim ever have DLC? I want to. It might have had horse armor like Oblivion did. Yeah, I mean, like, like, but it didn't have like had any quest. Yeah, like I can't think of you know like Oblivion had the Shattered Isle, Dawnguard, Hearthfire, and Dragonborn. Were those separate like places you could go, or was that? quest you are absolutely asking the wrong person but those are the three dlcs for skyrim okay i mean i was just thinking about that because i I actually i played shattered isle and i'm like wait did skyrim have dlc i don't remember it apparently it did okay Okay. so dylan is a gameplay over story for story every time the game is bad to play it doesn't matter how good it is it's like i don't want anything to do with it it's that wonky i would agree with that i mean like yeah. probably probably mario doesn't have a great story but man it's fun to play i to me it 100 depends on the game yeah uh, because like there are games that you can play that have great gameplay and no story and it's fine like i don't like mario doesn't need a story whatever doom really doesn't need a story whatever but i've also played a lot of games with really good stories that the gameplay is Either like Oxenfree. Oxenfree is probably one of my top three games of all time. There's no gameplay in that game. Like you're walking around and clicking on things. Like <laughs> yeah, but but like if it if it if you were walking and it was very like janky and you know like I guess those kinds of games it's really hard to have bad game and, that, and that's more my right. point is that game just doesn't have a lot yeah. of gameplay, but it's got a fantastic story. A lot of like point and click games the gameplay is kind of whatever um 
but they've got a really good story. So to me, it like yeah. But either... do you remember trying to play uh, Full Throttle? Yeah, or? I do. But that's not bad gameplay. That's bad game. That's bad game design, which is to me different. See, for me, Disco Elysium is a perfect example where what's happening is interesting, but I literally can't play it. See, and like Disco, and I cannot get through. That to it me because is so it's weird. So slow. Like I gotta walk all the way over here and then do this thing, and I literally almost came to a pot part where i could not progress in the story like i kind of had to exploit the game to let me go ahead or i was literally stuck and would have had to start over and i think that's kind of a problem and would much rather just go play mario yeah and see to me like that story was like i would have i put up with because there that definitely there was a lot of walking in that game but that story was so good to me that i was absolutely i would have been willing to they could have made that game worse and i still would have played yeah. that game see i wouldn't know because it was that bad to no, play. no all of it was so good Dylan. it's that was <laughs> no because it wasn't fun to play was, that's the problem it was so fun. i couldn't i couldn't play it. i that is probably in my top three favorite that, games of all time that's coming to switch right uh maybe it wasn't coming xbox to something xbox i think am i am i gonna have to be the tiebreaker on this <laughs> I'll buy it for you. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, you are. I like. I mean, I freely admit, like, like Disco Elysium is that game was made for a very, very, very specific person, and that person was me. So I think, I think the problem is, is that games are like what defines a game now is way different than even like Absolutely. five or ten years ago. Because like Outer Outer Wilds, yeah. That's the Annapurna one, right? Yeah. That, like, I mean, the the controls and stuff were kind of sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. like a little floaty and stuff, but I still enjoyed that more than most games I've played in the last, you know, yeah. thing. But it's not a typical game. It's not a... It's not a Mario. It's not a thing. It, like with the walking simulators and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's very much changed. So that, that question kind of is difficult to answer from a, like broad standpoint yeah well i mean i think it's a game like like a game like say firewatch um like the gameplay of that i guess is technically good it's a first person game where you walk and you don't fall through things so like absolutely yeah. the gameplay is good but the gameplay doesn't matter at all <laughs> like yeah. the, the but it doesn't get in the way of it either. yeah but that's what i'm saying is is like the story is so good for that game that it doesn't matter that it, the gameplay is just like whatever like that game probably could have been like the presentation of that game gameplay almost had nothing to do with the game itself like walking through the wilderness was fine but like that game probably could have almost been like like almost could have been like a powerpoint and you would have been you know, like the story was what mattered there. So it's an, it's an, in- but the gameplay is not bad. No, that's true. But- See, that's the, the question is bad. I, so I'm, well, I'm trying well, to imagine so, but I mean, bad on the gameplay. other side, what- firewatch, the gameplay is fine. Like I'm enjoying myself when I'm walking around, I guess what they're the saying park. then, then like at the, the, then you can't say that the storyline of like the gameplay of Mario is great, but the story doesn't matter because like that is the story is not. Terrible, well, the story's bad, but the story's not bad. Like the story is just yeah, it, it's it's cliche. It's cliche but in nineteen 19- big giant lizard steals princess, you're a plumber, you save her. That's not I've a good story. I've heard that story so many times. <laughs> it's just and, not. And the thing a story. is, is when that game first came out, it was probably less cliched than it is now. 
Um, but it's not, it's not. I don't know. Even that's the cla- that's the classic age old yeah, story. But it's though. not it's terrible. It's not safer from the. It's castle. not terrible. It's serviceable. It's fine. Like it to me. Like that's the same as as well. It, it, first person yeah, it serves a purpose. Firewatch game, is like it's serviceable. It's fine. Like it it works as it does. So maybe there just aren't like I mean I'm trying to think of what a game that has a terrible story. Like I'm sure there are ones, but I can't think of any offhand. I mean, you don't remember them. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's, that's every it. game you don't remember. Yeah. It, the story's not or, like or bad story in games is very. I guess common. My, like you could you could annihilate and critique game stories. Constantly I guess I think the thing is is within the context of games, though. I think that you probably run into like my guess is this is like almost like a reverse bell curve. You have games with great story that you remember the story. There's a whole hump of super super average stuff in the middle that you don't remember the gameplay or the story for. And then there's games that have great gameplay out the other side. And the extremes are what you remember, and the middle bit like you forget two hours after you finish playing it. So. Maybe it doesn't really matter. Like maybe it doesn't. Maybe the great games are the ones that nail both of those, and the good games are the one that nails one or the other. And everything else is just a heap of. Like, yeah. eh, gameplay's fine. Eh, story's fine. So, it's a good question, though. It's a very good question. You guys want to talk about cheap games? Desperately. Desperately. Thank you. Um, Epic Games. I've been waiting this entire time I, just to talk. I about assume it. that there's a bunch of other people that have waited currently 149 minutes to get to this point too. So, uh, Epic Game Store is being stupid, and they're not telling us what the games are ahead of time. They're just all mystery games. Last week the mystery game was Grand Theft Auto V. So, it's a good mystery. Mystery game two is uh, hopefully of the same caliber. the The rumors at this point is that it's going to be The Witcher three. So. I don't know. Um, if you go check right now, you can find out because it gets announced tomorrow morning. So I think it's going to be Grow Home. God, I hope it's not Grow Home. <laughs> the Witcher 3 would be great because that game's fantastic and I'd love other people to be able to play it. But at the same time, it would be nice if one of these mystery games would be a game that I didn't already own and had already beaten. So whatever. Is The Witcher still on Game Pass? Mm, yes. Is it? I'm pretty sure. I started playing it there, but... I kind of get very far. Yeah, The Witcher 3 is a... I, I've, I've started and played The Witcher 3 twice now, and I get to about the same point, and then just don't play it anymore. I don't know. I will say two things about The Witcher 3. One is I maintain to this day that the best way to play that game is with God mode on, because you can just kind of play it however you want and not have to worry about sword fighting with two different swords and a bunch of magic and a bunch of smearing weird herbs on your sword to kill specific mm-hmm. things like that to me is the best way to play it also i just finished the witcher 3 on netflix and that sh- series is very good i enjoyed probably just the witcher nope it was the witcher not, 3 not i witcher have a 3. special version of netflix that not everyone has access to my uncle works at netflix it's netflix too that's <laughs> the witcher 3 now that series is real good though i like it a lot um Game Pass for Xbox. Um, Game Pass for oh, Xbox. Crap, Alan Wake. Yeah, Game Pass for Xbox continues to be obnoxious where they're not announcing games ahead of time. It's just like every day I check in and they're like, hey, here's two new games in your app. Thanks. And Alan Wake is going to be one of those that comes out tomorrow, I believe. I think it comes out on the, eh, it might, might have been today, tomorrow, so 20th, 21st. Did, not only did did they fix the licensing issues yes, with it, but did. then just decide to give it away for essentially free. Yep. Um, and apparently the new Control DLC is going to be about Alan Wake, which is kind of interesting. So 
Go play Alan Wake and then play Control because Control's really good and then get the DLC for Control. Uh, DayZ came out for free May 7th, which... Have you, have you read the reviews on that? I have not. <laughs> I was going to download it and play because I saw that it just came out and I'm like, oh, this only has like two stars. And I read the reviews and I, I haven't played it, but like those reviews are not kind. Like most of them are like, this game, I, I starved to death so quickly... Because it's like a survival, survival kind yeah. of game. And it's not giving me enough information on, like, how to get food. And, like, I finally found out how to get food, but I can't do anything else but get food now because <laughs> I can't leave because there's food here. And if I leave, I die. So I can't progress past that. And, like, how many of the things are like, I played for, like, 45 minutes and this just is not – I don't think it's a game. I <laughs> That's funny. Apparently, like I, the only thing I've uh, heard about it is like hundreds of thousands of people have started playing it. So yeah. maybe they all hate it. Uh, that came out like almost two weeks ago. I just yeah. I missed it somehow. Uh, Final Fantasy IX came out about a week ago. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. All the Final Fantasies are coming out to Xbox eventually. Nine except six. Except six. Sorry, man. I mean. I guess all the ones that came are available on the system are coming out eventually. So, but was nine available on the Xbox? Probably backwards compatible, but it's not. Those were PlayStation exclusives. Yeah, I don't know, man. Apparently, I, I don't know. I, like, I just know it's it available. was never on the 360. It was one of those ones where they're like releasing all of them. So, like, is this the release of it on the Xbox then? Well, that, that's what I remember when they were going to do all those, like, we're releasing seven, yeah. eight, nine, ten on those. So those were that was the first time those were available on Xbox. Yeah, you're right, because the only platform this is available on is Xbox One. Which is just really weird that this is going into Game Pass, but none of the others are on there. That is interesting. I don't know. I, I know a bunch of them are coming. I do not know how and why and when. So, um, yeah, but no, you're right. Absolutely. That game was not originally an Xbox game. No, no. The, the first Xbox or the first Final Fantasy that Xbox got might have been 14. So, I can't remember, but it was 15 was the first. Interestingly enough, it was ported last year. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, like, they released. Yeah. That, that was a big thing yeah. that they were going to port all of those over. Yeah. I think it was 7, 8, 9, 10. 10 or maybe not 8 because 8 was weird they're like well we don't have the source code yeah. for this because no, i think you're right whoopsie doodles yeah weird uh, whatever yeah it's it, it was ported last year and now it's available on game pass so it sold 2.65 million copies of champ japan by the end of 2000 so go it. i'm not gonna play it uh and then finally a, a new game called fractured minds came out uh yesterday so on the 19th oh. i don't know much about that uh, Xbox Game Pass, or I'm sorry, P bleh. Game Pass for PC is getting Halo 2. Uh, they are getting Endless Legend. Wait, does that mean that Halo 2 is also coming to, Halo 2 is already on Xbox, never mind. I always forget that that's how that works. Halo 2 is coming to PC. Endless Legend, another game I know nothing about, is coming to PC. And Final Fantasy IX is also coming to PC. They don't give dates for those. Usually the PC date matches the Xbox date. So presumably... Final Fantasy IX also came out a couple days ago, but I, I didn't check, to be honest. So those are your PC games. Um, Steam, if you want it, 
And I think if you're listening, like literally, no, this one goes for a couple days. Uh, the Lego Ninjago movie video game, which is actually literally the name of that game. It is the Lego registered trademark Ninjago registered trademark movie video game is free on steam right now. It's actually pretty good. I played it for um, a game pass reward, like maybe two weeks ago with my wife and it's fun. It's very fast paced. It's, it's a Lego game, you know, and for free, you can't beat that. So grab that. Um, Nintendo online announced some games and I've never heard of any of them. Have you heard of any of them? (laughs) I've heard of Rygar. Okay. I've heard of it. Never played, Never played it. it. Heard of it. Rygar is coming out for the NES. For the SNES, you're going to get Wild Guns, Panel de Pawn, and Operation Logic Bomb, which I think is actually a Beastie Boys album. I was going to say, it, it sounds like something Stephen Molyneux would talk about. <laughs> Absolutely. That was a joke for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was good. <laughs> uh, and then finally, uh, over on Uplay, you can get the Assassin's Creed's educational discovery tours for both Odyssey and Origins, which are the like Assassin's Creed game with no gameplay. You can just go through and like learn about ancient Egypt. I hear they're actually pretty cool. Those are only free through the 21st. So that was the one that if you do not have it, you have to go buy it today. And then also another one they're giving away right now is, you know, the Raving Rabbids. Um, apparently they have like a learn to code with the Raven Rabbids game <laughs> you can go download. So I don't, I don't, I don't know, but I downloaded it. It's free. Dylan's holding Gus Gus upside down. He is the most amazing cat I've ever seen. He's all legs and tail and fur. It's fantastic. Uh, See that tail? It's an amazing tail. He's like a raccoon. Or not a raccoon. Have you ever seen a blonde raccoon? Kind of. Look it up. And that's what my cat is. Kind of. Yeah, I can see that. All right. Anything else before we sign off for today? I hope not. Because, man, we're really close to cracking two hours. And I think there's a length podcast should be, and it's probably less than two hours. Once I had bumpers, we're screwed. We're over two. Anyway, thank you for joining us. You can find us at right now. Like my website's a little bit broken. I apologize. You actually have to go to www.bitemepodcast.com. I'm going to fix that. Um, I just haven't had time yet. So if you want to find more, go to www.bitemepodcast.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Bite Me Podcast. You can listen to us. Like if you're going to listen to us, like I'm not a huge fan of listening on Spotify, but that is literally probably the easiest way you can listen to both us and Joe Rogan. If you have to make the choice, choose us. Always choose us uh, on Spotify. Can I tell you about DMT, Cliff? No, absolutely you cannot. Um, if you want to find us on discord, I'm sorry. I still haven't fixed that, but come message me on Facebook. I'll give you a link. It'll be great. I think that's it. I think that's all Dylan, please. Bite me. Bite me. something stuck in my teeth i wasn't gonna say anything it's in my back teeth so you could not have told you would not i'm making an envelope
It, uh, are you making it out of a pizza box? No. So I was hoping that you could just get a black envelope at a store that sells cards, but it's typically not the color of an envelope because people assume that you have black pens, I think. So they don't make their envelopes that color. Hmm. I guess. Why do you need a black envelope? Um, death notice. It's a secret. Oh, a secret. <laughs> That's exciting. Um, I hope it goes well for you, Dylan. <laughs> That's all I can hope. All right. Show newts. Uh, what games did you play this week, Dylan? I was trying to remember. I don't know if I really did. That's fine. I haven't done much this week. That's... I swear to God, got it out. I wake up and play games for like an hour in the morning and then Forget there's the just like, the day happens. no, it's cause it's like eight hours of applying for jobs, which oh, yeah. blows. Um, not because it's hard, but just because it's horrifyingly repetitive. Fantastic um, on your brain. Oh, it's awful. And then I like literally just like watch TV or I make dinner and then just collapse on the couch for three hours. Not great. My allergies are awful right now. Like, just awful. All right. Anyway. Are y'all ready? Sure. Let's do this thing. 